Shots on the alley-oop. What a turnaround. Turn, shoots, fires. Shot won't go. Tucker the rebound. And that'll do it. It's over. The Bucks have done it. The long wait has ended after a half century. The Milwaukee Bucks are NBA champions once again. All right. Welcome back. It is Thursday, July 22nd, 2021, and your Milwaukee Bucks are the world champions. Uh, first things first, congrats. I'm honestly like really happy for you. I know that's a cheesy thing to say, but I really want to know how are you guys feeling? How are you, how are you feeling, gents? Dude, Billy, you go first, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it feels awesome. Right, like we won a championship. The Super Bowl was like a big deal in 2010, but I was in Minnesota at the time, so it didn't hit as hard as like this does. Right, and like I give a shit more about the Bucks than any other sports team, mm-hmm. and like all of like the uh, fucking Brandon Bostic game. Like last year's like Tampa Bay NFC Championship game, the Badgers like blowing it, the mm-hmm. Brewers like losing all mm-hmm. the time. Like all of it felt good to finally be on the other end of it. Yeah. We always, we always find a way to like blow it and lose. And for once, we like fucking did it. And it felt good and relieving. And then like you know, larger than that, like you're happy for the team, for Giannis, for all of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. and I don't. I mean, it's not, it's not, there was talk about like the asterisk title or everyone's hurt and yada, yada, yada. But like, you gotta shut all that up. And there's nothing. That happens every year. That's not real. That shit happens every year. I'm right there with you. And like this year, sure, I guess it was more than, more than you, like the usual. But like the finals performance, like, doesn't change, right? Like he's and whose fault is that? Giannis is fifty in the closeout game in something he, like his leg almost had him join that list, but Giannis is like he was nope. hurt. Yeah, he's like, nope, I'm fuck that. Here I come. We're winning this shit. Maybe Kawhi should have played. Yeah, I'm kidding. But so I mean, it just and it felt good just getting like validation that like Giannis is the best and the Bucks are good and just kind of shutting haters up. Mm-hmm. No. Keith, how you feel? Keith, I'm excited to hear if you <laughs> settled finally, down yet. It finally kind of like hit me today. I was like, holy shit. Like, just like this sense of relief that I haven't felt in so long. <clears throat> and like watch <clears throat> watching podcasts and stuff or listening to podcasts. It's just so refreshing. Like they can't say anything bad. Like they have no, no ammo, no ammo. And to hear like Jalen Rose shit all over Kendrick Perkins today. Like, fuck Kendrick Perkins. It was so satisfying <laughs> to hear him just be like, dude, your takes are shit. Like, everything you had to say sucked. And as a Bucks fan that's been listening to this shit for years, like, oh, Giannis is leaving. Like, you guys aren't good enough. It was – it's He's just, a Robin. Oh, my God. It, it just feels so good that none of that matters right now. And no matter what people say from now on, be like, well, we, we won the title. Like, what are you, you going to say? And – it just kind of nullifies everything. And I've just felt so like loose the past 48 hours, just be able to like ignore all of that and just soak it all in. Just, it feels good. Yeah. 
it, I can't even, because like I said, you guys know I'm kind of on the outside looking in, but even I have been just kind of like riding the wave. It's like you can almost feel the energy from Milwaukee 45 minutes away here. Like it, like, I don't know how to explain Like when Bill was talking about it, I was, it's funny you said the Super Bowl. I was trying to think back to the Super Bowl and how just like one of a kind it feels and just like trying to put myself in you guys' shoes and like with Keith at that game or well, like in the Deer District, like in Milwaukee for that. And even some of the parade stuff today, because I remember debated going to the Super Bowl parade. Like it's just such a great time to be a fan because like then you said, Keith, like nothing else matters. No one can say anything. You won the title. You can't like Giannis then said you can't take that away from him. Like it's just a, a what a time to be alive for it's Bucks nation. Basketball or basketball is just so much different than football because every year you have so much turnover in football and you get such random teams that end up winning the Super Bowl. And it's just kind of a crapshoot. Like who's going to win the Super Bowl? It's not like basketball where the NBA, they have seven-game series, and your best, probably one, two, maybe the third best team is going to end up winning the title. And, like, we we won this year. Like, we, we finally did it. And I feel like winning an NBA championship is so much harder than winning a Super Bowl or a World Series because, like, think about baseball. It's just all about your pitching or, like, getting hot at the right time. Football, same thing. You can have one player that just one quarterback that just like takes over, but basketball, it's just like, Oh, the best team is usually going to win. And if they don't win, like the next person in line is going to take over. So, and like, if you got the best player on the floor, you always feel good about it. And like, yeah, that's been the case. I mean, besides the Brooklyn series, which became more or less a wash, like we always had, we always were going out there with the best player on the court. Yeah, we'll 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 get to Brooklyn. We'll talk about that. I were to throw that in the series recap. That's yeah. We'll get to there. All right. Yeah. So yeah. Guys, Keith. Well, anything else about how you guys are feeling? I mean, obviously, you guys are pretty fired um, up. I just I just feel fucking great. That's all I can say. Just relieved. Feel- yes, I was gonna ask. More like I'm off so happy game. we're not playing tonight. Hmm. Like, I'm so happy tonight's not game seven. Oh, my God. I, I went through my phone, and I made a Bucks and Six album, and it literally starts back in May, like the middle of May. I think May 22nd or somewhere around there was the first game. And just to see how much shit has happened since then is unbelievable. It, I don't know. It, like, just going through that was wild. I feel like that was months ago that this was happening and now it's finally over and we won and it just feels so good. It's kind of weird too, going what you said, Bill, like I, it's weird not having another basketball game. I was kind of like driving home tonight. I'm like, well, God damn, when does the season start again? Like, this was fun. Like I love basketball. Like it, the NBA just hits differently than a lot of other things. So who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. Um, but Keith kind of put together the call sheet for us tonight. We got nine little items here. Some probably take longer than others. Um, so it should, yeah, we should be able to cruise right through them. I added a 10th one at the very end that literally is like two minutes. You know, I just like to throw a surprise spinner wheel at the end of things and I'll <laughs> reveal, I'll reveal what that's about, um, at the very end. Shouldn't take more than a minute or two. Um, but first things first, game six. 
X's and O's, a little recap action. I'll let you guys go first for pretty much all these because this is your time. This is your title. That was one for for Bucks fans, and I uh, I unfortunately was young and dumb, which we'll also get into later. But um, yeah, <laughs> I, I got to start here. Like the second quarter was absolutely draining because nobody could hit anything. Giannis was getting whatever he wanted, and we just weren't getting him the ball. And I felt like they were torching us on – every time I looked up, it felt like Brooke and Giannis were in a Chris Paul, Aiden pick and roll and just getting torched by it. And it's not like Giannis is getting torched, but, like, that's what they wanted. They wanted our two bigs against Aiden and Paul. And, like, that mismatch was just eating us alive. And, like, that second quarter, I felt like the Suns had figured it out. And it's – I don't know if it's because that's what the Bucks wanted to give them. Like, I – couldn't really look that far into it if they, that's what we wanted them to get. But that second quarter was just eating me up, and I did not feel good during the second quarter. I was like, I don't know how we're going to stop this. I don't know how we're going to stop them on offense right now. Mm-hmm. It started off like a game seven, like where everything was very tight and sloppy. Mm-hmm. And I heard from Fair some up. podcasts, they were saying like both coaches were like hesitant to call a timeout because they just thought the other one would call the timeout to like mm-hmm. just slow the game or like stop it. And it just was, it was ugly and bad, but like they had combined we came, shot out, we came out ahead after that first point. quarter and like, yeah, it was, it was ugly basketball for a bit. Um, but like, man, I, I'll need to rewatch to really like just, just for the 50 burger. But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like the game, the game is close at the end but the clock's ticking, like Middleton hits the shot. Then I think, I think the Suns miss on the other end, and it's like a minute 15 left or whatever, like 40 seconds left. I'm thinking like, shit, oh. they're, like they're going to do it. Like this is, this is it. And like the, it finally, like it never dawned on me till like, oh, yeah, there's only 60 seconds left, and we got this. It was like when they cut to Giannis, give that little chest bump when I was fine. I was kind of doing the same thing. Like, I guess there's technically – it's kind of over, like – but as a sports fan, especially an NBA fan, you're like, as soon as I think this, the opposite's going to happen. But then it cut to them, and you realize, okay, no, there's there's breathing room. This is happening. We're They're going to have 40 seconds of clock time, like two minutes or so of game time – or of, like, real time to celebrate this. Uh-huh. And it was – that was dope. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yes. I guess that part never really hit me or like was as satisfying as I wanted it to be because me as a fan seeing Giannis do this, like get everyone pumped up in the stadium, like up seven with 20 whatever seconds. I was like, Oh my God, like the game's not over. Like mm-hmm. I was not ready to and celebrate. Me, but for whatever reason, maybe it was because he had a 50 burger when he started doing that. I'm like, okay, there's no way he's going to let that happen. Like yeah. he's kind of like, they got like semi serious for a second then in that fourth, like a couple minutes, like couple minutes, like obviously like not real game time, but a couple of seconds later when they were shooting free throws and stuff, and also it was like a five point lead with so much time. I'm like, oh my god, this is we're yeah, doing the I, math in no our head. Point, yeah, at no point did I feel safe with that lead. I was like, this this does not feel good until the buzzer goes off. I'm not gonna say like we did it. This is it. It's over. So it, it was a very stressful last minute, even though I felt like we had it at hand. I was like, I'm not, not calling it yet. No, we've seen the collapse, the last minute collapses. We don't, 
We don't need to relive it again. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I, I was just, I was right there with you. I was like, it still didn't feel like it was, but I was started to buy in when Giannis was doing that. I was just okay. He he knows he's confident. I can breathe, but I still had that little tight tight butthole until, like you said, that that final mm-hmm. buzzer, and you're like, okay, this is real. And then the confetti, and you're like, all right, and the officials are walking up. Okay, we're good. Like nothing. Just fucked up. Where's Ashton Kutcher? Okay, he's we're not punked. All right, here we go. <laughs> I will say that like when Giannis was hitting his free throws and kept hitting them and was hitting some of those turnaround jumpers and those like mid-rangers. And when he hit that three, I at that point, like just that whole like he's hitting shots, and then he made that one little dumbass floater that he threw like one-handed from yep. the brook, the brook floater. He did the brook floater and hit it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my God, like, we are going to win. Like, everything is going our way. Like, this is it. But I know. Chasing point. blocks. Yeah. Like, oh, he was... That was the only thing I, was, I really wanted to say about this game, even close to X's and O's wise. It's like he set the tone, even in that stretch when they were pick and rolling the shit out of us in the second quarter, all that. And, like, he was still competing. Like, that block on Macau Bridges, what was that, the first quarter? Like, the fourth or fifth possession even like when he chased him down and blocked him like he set the tone from the beginning there was no question he was giving everything he had in the tank and I think he almost like maybe even subconsciously thought like he's given the entire tank tonight because there's and if he does he's fucked because like he won't have anything left for game seven like he was he wanted it and he, he wasn't going to leave there without winning it in Milwaukee and that was evident from whenever that Michael or Michael Bridges block was. I swear to God, it must have been within the first five minutes of the game. Yeah, I mean, he had more goaltends tonight than I've seen in a game ever. What do you have? Three or four goaltends? I might be exaggerating half, but that's what it felt like. And, and I, he had some sick blocks, like where it's just floating there and just. And it was the first time in that series. I shouldn't say first time, but the most in that series where I felt like Phoenix's offense was like definitely fluttered by or uh, like flustered by it rather like it made them uncomfortable like people like there were one or two times where Aiton like faded away in the post instead of going up strong because Giannis not only had five blocks but they were five emphatic like that could go in the second row type blocks like no one was going to throw a weak shit within 10 feet like with if if he was in eight ten ten feet of them they were like playing chicken shit chicken shit enough to miss shots that they would normally make even if they got the open shot and I think that all comes from him setting the tone right away. I don't know. Not, I shouldn't say all because obviously basketball is a game of many things. But he, he was messing around with those double-digit blocks for a while. Like, he was going for it. He, he was going for that quadruple-double, and it felt awesome watching it. Anything else on that? Because it kind of segues into, like, the second topic. You just, so who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. Let's just talk about Giannis. 50-burger for your king. Uh, he did exactly what nobody thought he could do. Mm-hmm. And was that, was shit. that was the most satisfying part of the whole thing. It was everything that we were told that Giannis wasn't, and he did it. And it just felt so good, like a middle finger, like, fuck you. He's our king. He's, he can do whatever he wants. And he put it all together on the biggest stage. And as a person that's always kind of like bought into like, yeah, I get like what people are saying about He's not going to hit a three when you need it. You're down three. You're not going to give him the ball a tight game, two, three minutes left, and you need a bucket. You're probably not going to go to Giannis. But, like, 
he did everything for the majority of the game. He carried them for 98% of the game. Middleton hit a couple of big shots at the end, but it just was like, get on my back, motherfuckers. Like, we're going to do this. And that was incredible. And hitting the free throws just made such a difference. 17 for 19, unbelievable. And, like, Chris Chris and Drew could have combined for, like, 80 points, you know, and, like, gone off, and Giannis could have had a bad game. But, like, and we would have won, and it would have been awesome. Yeah. But it felt so good having it be, like, our guy who, like, we started with being, like, is this guy good? Is he going to be something? Yeah. And do it at Batum. home. And, like, you could just see the look of, like, relief on his face. I literally just got chills listening to Bill talk about that, like how good it felt. Just Giannis being like, "He get on my back, guys! Like we are not losing tonight," and he did it. And it's just whole different level of incredible. Yes. I will uh, like and so. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. Keep going because there's right. two questions I got with this. No, and keep going because I want to hear more about what you're. You know, this is a once in a very long time thing. How, just like. Going? he he did prove that like he can do it you know like not only is it like now set in stone and this is like nba history in in large part but like like keeps it like shut everybody up when you when you score 50 in the closeout game and like literally change the game on both ends of the court and put everyone on your back and like do it like i mean durant still is durant still sick like LeBron's still LeBron. Like, there's still awesome players, but there's not a single person who is who can sit here and like doubt Giannis. And you know he's not scared of anybody. Yeah. So like in his mind, he's the best player in the league. The best part about Giannis is I got like two points here. Giannis is unafraid. That's the difference between him and Ben Simmons. I heard someone say this once is they're both like uber big and athletic, but like Giannis is unafraid of looking bad. Like, he's not afraid to airball a free throw or airball a three or go 0 for 7 from three. Like, he is going to try to get better and just keeps doing it. And Ben Simmons won't do that. Like, that's the difference, you know? I think I mean, like, Ben, ben I mean, Simmons isn't even in the same class as him, though. No, like, it's not even close. We're to, we're like, his class is like Hakeem Olajuwon and Shaq and shit. Like, yeah. Ben Simmons is a fucking footnote in the Giannis history book. Yes, yes. And it, it, but people were comparing him before this, mm-hmm. you know, and, and not, and no, that's no longer like anywhere close. No. So there's that. And then, oh, shit, what was my other, other thing I wanted to talk about? Um, he had a couple of shots. Like when we talk about shot making, like in terms of like Lillard, Kyrie, Harden, um, Kevin Durant, like those guys, like even LeBron, they can get any shot they want at any time. Now, is it going to go in? Like nobody really knows. Like, but you feel good when guys are taking shots. Like, like, oh, that's probably going to go in, you know? And when Giannis takes those fadeaways or those pull-ups, those, he stops on a dime and kind of fades away from the lane. Like, you don't ever feel great about him. But he hit two or three of those in the second half where he looked like Kevin Durant almost. Like, like they looked good. And he was hitting them, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, what is this man doing right now? And it was just wild. Just bucket after bucket kept going in and it was surreal i think kind of going off of what even both of you have said now one of the things i had jotted down about this is i i 
you well even you Keith wrote down like are we overreacting and I want to say no honestly because I think especially for you guys people who watch the Bucks like for every game all year like the last since Giannis has probably been there um you know like really can believe in Giannis uh the Bucks don't get enough national exposure I think and then the media obviously see how they treat him where what I'm saying is like I think it's just some people might say we're overreacting because they haven't seen as much Giannis as you know even me included with you two we get the chance to watch him on our local like we've seen what he can do we know what he's capable of I though like where I'm going with this is I don't think we're overreacting because I was a person who was semi-skeptical I was kind of like Giannis needs to have more in his bag type of person for a little bit like I shouldn't say I was that type of person it's always been in the back of my head like I was like I just if he could shoot a little better if he could do this a little better he would get there a little bit more from him and he just made me shut the fuck up because now what's in his bag is a finals MVP, a, a finals trophy, two MVPs, a defensive player of the year. Like that bag in and of itself shows me that he doesn't. I think what I was thinking in my head is he needs to be more like a KD or a LeBron or like a little like not even so, but just like he was missing something that those guys had. And I realize now that like, he doesn't need it. He's him. He's going to win it. He's going to find a way to win it, whether it's the way we're used to seeing it or not. He's got his own bag and he does it in his style. And I don't think we're overreacting. I think the league is Giannis's to lose now. I think that whole, the, the picture of that dunk with LeBron in the background was almost like a eerie, like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like in the sense of like, we've all kind of sense like when is LeBron's time up and LeBron lost in whatever play in this year, basically. And now Giannis went, is this the, is this the semi changing of the guard? And, now I'm rambling. I just think I don't think we're overreacting. I think it's the league is Giannis's to lose. I think he made me more of a believer, which I always did. Like I knew he was good. I knew he was great, but I thought he was missing. I don't think he is. I think he, with his game, he, yeah. he it's a league is his to lose. Is really what I read. I, mean, I, I think the best way to look at it is like people compare him to Shaq, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's what people want him to be is Shaq. Imagine if you were, what were we, like 10, 11 years old at this time? Imagine if Shaq was hitting turnaround fadeaway jumpers. Like, what Like what would we be saying, you know? Mm-hmm. And he can score around the hoop. Like, he dunks. He fuck, He can Euro step anybody. He can, ba- like, back him down now. He's got the little jump hook. He's not as big as Shaq where he can just overpower people every single time. And he's what an inch shorter than Shaq. He's a, mu- so he's he's a actually... much superior defensive player than Shaq. Yeah, but like, imagine if Shaq was hitting turnaround jumpers. Like, what would we be saying about and and, and defending point guards? Yeah, that's and people wanted him, people want Giannis to be LeBron. They want him to be Kevin Durant, and he's not. He can he's Shaq, but he can do at times the things that these other guys can, and that's what sets him apart. And it's just. So, like, you have to stop thinking of him about he's not going to be Kevin Durant hitting 19-foot pull-up jumpers in a seven-footer's eye. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, and, that, and that's, like, a lot of the fun of just being an NBA fan is, like, all these players are different, and they all, like, bring something to the table. Like, as even as similar as, like, someone like a Luka and a Harden, like, in similarities in some ways that they play, like, there's still significant differences. Um, mm-hmm. And it's but like back to Giannis, I he's 26, two MVPs, defensive player of the year, finals MVP, let alone like an amazing playoff performance all around. Mm-hmm. Like what, four defensive player or defensive teams mm-hmm. and like five all-stars? 
Like none of that is overreacting. That's that all time or shit. Dude, I don't think that's even been talked to. I mean, I've seen it, but that should almost be the number one thing. Like that's the most that resume that's is stupid. That. that resume is ridiculous. When you like throw age on top of the resume, I'm saying like he, he that's a Hall of Fame right now. He's 26. I think that was obvious. That's a stupid. But I'm just saying like there's people in the Hall of Fame with half that bullshit like, and played till they were 40. Yeah, give him 10 more years, and then what does that resume look like? Dude, gonna, you know, I, like he's he's on his way to becoming like in completely elite company. Yeah, he could be easily be top twenty all time when it's all done. He at, could at least he could. Yeah, it's like we don't know. Like if he never wins again, where does he end? Like does he get older and his body ages way quicker? Oh, like, he's at, like, at his worst, he's like Hakeem resume because he Hakeem got what like yeah. one or two titles like mid nineties. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't want to get into this too much because this could almost be an entirely different pod about how his game will translate with his body. You know what I mean? Because he is so physically physically imposing right now. And uh, like the, even those five blocks we're talking about. But, like, but we also saw him with a knee that should have exploded. Yes, yes. Yeah. Which makes me think. His knee exploded two weeks ago and he's fine. It he's makes fine. me think if Tom Brady can sustain I was, this I was, I was, the I was NFL, already he right until he's 65. I was writing off next year already, like when it yeah. happened. We'll talk. I was, about this uh, this actually that segue is nice into the next one actually because we kind of were hinting at it a little bit, but like. So who's gonna win it? The Bucks. The Bucks. What does this do for the Bucks? Like outside of Giannis right now, because I know he's locked up, but like. Well, future like, for so Keith, you would explain this one. Yeah. I I was just thinking about like other Bucks. Like, what does this do for their narrative? Like, oh, for their legacy and. Yeah. So first of all, Chris Middleton, I think we all owe him a fucking apology. Me and Scruggs used to shit on this guy for years. Like, we love Chris, right? Mm. Like, but we're like, he's not good enough. He's not good enough. And he he gave us the middle finger and fucking said, fuck you guys. I'm going to hit big shots when it matters. And, man, I I don't even know what to say about him. He, he fucking did it. I, <laughs> I'm excited for, like, the championship confidence that comes with Drew and Chris. Like yeah. all, a lot of those other guys may or may not be on the team next year or the year after, but like we have this core three for was it four more years at least? Yeah, at least three. three and like ridiculous. now they all got a title under their belt. Like they got the confidence that they can play with anybody and beat them. So I'm right there with you about Chris. Like if I was hesitant about Giannis, thinking he needed a little more in his bag, you can imagine how I felt about Chris. But he, that middle finger came to me as well, Keith. Like he, yeah. like like, and he even I still do think through the playoffs he was streaky at times. Like there were times in the playoffs where I remember people were very upset. But when it mattered most, which is what matters most, like he reminded you why he's there, why that like, he can do it and why he's getting paid what he is and why Giannis even wants him there. And why, like, it just, he's got the game. I think he almost needed to believe in himself and that championship confidence Bill's talking about might be what propels him even. Yeah. I know a lot of people's radars. I think honestly hitting that first shot in the heat series to win game one was such like a turning point for him kind of mm-hmm. like that was like the monkey off our back like hey we can do this we played terrible i mean those first two series were absolute dog shit offensively and all that and we we're we we're just furious as bucks fans like what are they doing but at the same time middleton was hitting big big shots and games and we, we were building confidence and 
just kind of like tearing down those barriers that held us back from previous things. Like, Oh, we can get punched in the mouth and keep going. And that's like something from Chris and Giannis that we haven't seen before. The thing about Giannis was always the mental mentally. How is he going to hold up Chris mentally? How is he going to hold up? Can he hit these big shots when it matters most? And that just felt so much different over the past month that we could believe in them. And then when they did get hit, that they were going to turn back around and punch back and come out on top and no matter what happened. So yeah, it just, Chris and Giannis whole different level. I don't know. Just, I'm still mind blown. I have like no words to describe it. All right. We've, we've seen Chris cook, but yeah, doing, doing it at this level, the Kobe Middleton, as I sometimes refer to him yeah. when you get, when he's like, got that, like kind of post fade away going. Yeah. God, is it good? But when it's good, it's good. The Chris Middleton torture chamber. We've been loving that for years. We said, why can't he do this more? Why can't he do it consistently? And he did it. He did it. There were a couple times too where he'd catch fire and take that shot that it looked like what I would call a heat check. Like it was a little more contested than the others, or is a little more rut. And he hit that too. I had to have happened three, four, five times in the last two series for me, where like I was like, oh God, he's getting ahead of himself. Oh, never mind. And like, that he really kind of turned me into a believer as well. And it was at big times too. I'm not talking like it was those third quarters when they needed it or the fourth quarter closing out games. He was, he was big money. I think the thing that's different about him this year, Middleton was that in the past when he would be off, you'd see that two for seven, uh, one for nine game mm-hmm. from him. Like he would not keep pressing and keep shooting and keep shooting. Mm-hmm. And how many games did he have this playoffs where he was dog shit in the first half and second half just kept shooting and all of a sudden, boom, he's just lighting it up mm-hmm. in the late third, early fourth quarter, like carrying us home. And th- that's what we've always been asking from him, I think, is not to disappear and like just just keep going. Like one of his best games, I think he was 11 for 23. That's not a great shooting percentage, but we all talked about how great he was after the game because he kept shooting, kept shooting. And when it mattered most is when he got hot. So you could have been like one for 15 at one point and still ended up with a, a decent percentage, but had a great game because you kept shooting. And the same thing with Drew. Like, I guess this is like a segue. Drew at no point, like back down from anything. He kept shooting and there was times where he didn't look confident, but he kept shooting, kept shooting, kept shooting. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. And, and I mean, that's, that's the role as all stars in like high level, like players, like you got to keep being aggressive and you got to keep doing like, you know, like you're good, like do what got you here. Yeah. You can't you know? like, you don't delegate to Jeff Teague or something like if this is your team, like Brent you, Forbes. you have the ability to do this. Um, this, I think this kind of ties into this. The one thing I kind of wrote down as a question for you guys, I guess, is assuming most of these pieces come back next year, at least next year, um, are they currently built to repeat or go back to back? You think like if this roster and it's tough because obviously the NBA shakes up with trades and stuff in the off season, you never know what some of the other title contenders are going to look like, look like, but for the most part, the cores of the other two teams, you know what I'm talking about in terms of these other two teams who are suddenly favorites to win the title ahead of the Bucks. Or do you think the Bucks are built to repeat or they would benefit from a couple changes? I, I mean, they could, they could definitely give the Nets, I think, a fit and mm-hmm. like the Lakers a fit. But I think the Nets at full strength are still better. Mm-hmm. And 
I think they need another playmaker. They just need a little bit more depth. They need a little bit more shooting. You saw our shooting, like we're not great shooters outside of Bobby. I mean, Bobby's not even a great shooter as much as percentage say, like he was hesitant to shoot at times mm-hmm. besides Chris and who else? Like Chris is our best shooter. We don't really have like a Duncan Robinson running around chucking up threes like that fucking Duncan sniper out there. Like, that Rin, only Rin role got, is that. got himself played right off the floor. So I mean, I can't really count on him. Yeah, like Pat, I mean, but Pat right. was over what over four in the last game. Like he yeah, barely dude, was. So mad. I had about a hundred dollars or hundred sixty dollars in player player props tied up in him. He was like the last leg of two different parlays. The only one to not hit in both of them. I needed him to score six and a half motherfucking points. And god damn. Anyways, but yeah. I mean, I think the... I think we end up as like a top three seed. And then how injuries shake up, how buyout guys shake up. You know, yeah. we'll 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 be I, I maybe we don't win it all. Maybe we can repeat. I mean, repeating definitely is harder than just do, winning. Do we want to save this for the hey, let's save this for right now. We'll talk more about the Bucks offseason a little bit because I think this is a bigger conversation. We'll talk yeah, about that. that kind of ties into that. Good call. Good call. So who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. What about uh, game six viewing experiences? I can start since I'm kind of the least fan and was very much probably the most chill of them all. I, um, so with that lame intro, I'll tell you, I shouldn't say lame because I had a lot of fun watching it. But um, I guess I, I, so I watched <laughs> it with my girlfriend and we, just wanted to avoid the crowds to be honest like not in the COVID sense or anything like it was just in terms of like you know we'd be there for the game and know it would take two hours to get back to what normally takes a 15 minute drive and I've learned in my older age the most comfortable place to watch a game is your couch or like I don't always want to say the best but the most comfortable and so I went with that, you know, I, I bought her some LED lights a while ago we, for the back of the TV. We had a lit up green. We had our own little deer district. I had a nice Astro World craft brew, a nice 10 percenter. Uh, I had some nice whiskey on the rocks. I had bought that new Ray Allen retro jersey for, for some juju and a Nerf hoop. And I was just, you know, working on my free throws while Giannis was perfecting his. And I, I had quite the little night watching it. It was, it was exciting. So, um, but nothing quite as exciting for two real fans so i'll let either one of you guys go next i was at just a little bar about a mile from my house wanted Mm -hmm. to keep it close Mm -hmm. um wasn't i mean all in all probably wasn't the best place to watch a game but it was a decent time um you know once the game was over it was like damn like i do wish i was down like at the district Mm -hmm. like partying but like we got work in the morning and like that commute sucks when you're hung over. Um, but I mean, I, I kind of finished her up. We came home and I was going to like crack a beer at like 11 and just kind of like relish in it. But I was like, ah, I don't need the hangover. I'm just going to like read the tweets, watch the mm-hmm. interviews and just like, just, okay. think, just think about like where and i think we're we'll talk about this again later but like where we've been as bucks fans and like mm-hmm. the the decades worth of lows more or less and like the rise to prominence now um so it was nice to just kind of like enjoy it like mm-hmm. a big pe- like a big scoop of ice cream oh yeah, yeah. that's so nice i <laughs> 
So I, I went to the deer district, obviously, uh, got there around like six o'clock and kind of hit me. We were like half a mile away from the stadium and it was just packed. And I kind of like this got this like pit in my stomach. I'm like, oh my God, we're not gonna be able to see anything. Like, gotta figure this out. So when we got to the deer district, immediately it was like, Eric, I gotta go. Like, I gotta go in because they were going to the game. So they clearly have like rights to get in easily. I'm like, I gotta right. go find a seat. I or not a seat, but like a place to stand. I gotta get drinks. Yeah, I gotta figure out what's going on in there. So I got in very easily, found Cody, got in line for a beer. It, it took me till 8.05 to get a beer and go pee and me and cody switched places at one point so at 805 when the national anthem was going is when i finally got to our spot so it took me over an hour and a half to do those two things and they were selling 12 packs of beer for 70 bucks you can get 12 silos for 70 and they ran out of beer five people before cody got up there and so we had two beers between us so each of us had one beer and luckily i got to go pee so like Mm-hmm. I was like, well, at least I don't have to go to the bathroom anymore. Don't have to worry about any of that shit. And uh, so I had one beer during it. And like, it was actually kind of nice because I remember all of it. You know, when you get a little yeah. buzz, you're screaming, yelling, you're not yelling. really paying attention. Yeah. But I had no service. So at the same time, too, I couldn't be on my phone. I wasn't looking at stuff. I was literally just standing in a crowd of people watching the game and then. It would a go crowd to of people who were all there on your side, like making it like that much. It wasn't like yeah. just a random crowd you were watching in Times Square. You were there with 65,000 bucks fans, which is dope. Yeah. And you literally just like turn to like people around you and you just talk about the game for a couple minutes or you just talk about something random to keep your mind off it. And then the game comes back on and you immediately start watching again. So mm-hmm. it wasn't a great viewing experience until probably the end of the third quarter when it was 77 77 and then everybody just kind of like locked in for the fourth mm-hmm. and every play it wasn't until the fourth quarter that i really started giving them like yes like really like fired up responses because before that i was trying to just pace myself be calm mm-hmm. all that even watching like the parade or not the parade the uh trophy ceremony like it was really cool but it wasn't until i left and saw everybody just high-fiving the street people climbing light posts people jumping off the bridge into the river it like actually was like oh my god like we actually did this and i was with Gary, like a Eric, casual man. uh shamrock shuffle what are you talking about <laughs> yeah so like eric and i were like well do you want to go to a bar and eric's like we're gonna have to go at least like a mile or two away and i said well you just want to walk around he's like yeah i kind of want to walk around and, like soak it up in the streets so i think my favorite part was doing that and then we went to back to drink wisconsin and just literally watched the news we sat at the bar together just me and him he went into the game so we had much different experiences just talking about what happened talked to a couple of random bucks fans around us and watched the news and then we went into the parking garage Saw Drew Holiday leaving his car. I could have reached out, gave him a noogie. Like it was great. That's the and that was it. Car. Dude, what yeah. a night. Him pulling out. And then we were sitting at the corner waiting for our Uber. And Chris Middleton and PJ Tucker rolled past their cars with their windows down. Like it was just such a cool experience after the game to be in that area and just soak it all in and not even like be in a bar wasted yelling like none of that mattered at that point it was just so cool to be there and just take that in but the first three quarters from 6 p.m until like 10 p.m fucking sucked it was terrible i was like this is miserable i wish i was at my couch watching this but then the 
after that from 10 p.m. till 2.30 in the morning, totally worth it. Made it all, yeah. all so much better. That's good. And something only a win and a title could probably provide there, which is good. I, that was the one time I really wanted you to have a good time because I knew you were there and I knew what was on the line. And, like, I – that I was excited for as soon as I like I was excited like I can't it was weird like <laughs> watching that game so I like every time I would catch myself getting excited I'd think of you too and like that shit was hilarious like I was imagining what you were like in Milwaukee Bill I figured you sure. were probably in Madison but didn't really know where but I just knew you were happy and excited and in a way it just made me it felt like I was watching my team win the title yeah I was excited yeah. I wasn't even like yelling and screaming. I was like literally just giving people hugs. Like it was just like nobody was crying. It was just like relief hugs. Like, oh my God, like give me a hug, man. This feels this feels good. So good shit. So who's gonna win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. So now the Bucks have won. We get in our next topic here. Um, I shouldn't say now they've won for a couple, but so game's over, which ties into post game. Like what's some of your favorite Stuff you've seen specifically post game, but then even the following day, and now that the parades got, happened, some of the some of the things maybe a top I got three. Three things. I got three things, Bill, and you can kind of go off me. I got one from every day. <laughs> post game, just seeing Giannis like cry on the bench, and him just feel so relieved. It kind of reminded me of LeBron when he was just like, "It's about damn time." It's about time. Yeah. So there was that, and then him and Chris hugging. And Giannis, like, kind of, like, going to tears when him and Chris hugged because I feel like we can all relate to that. We're just like, dude, these two dudes did it together. Like, these are our guys. As much as we've shit on them and doubted them at points, like, they did it. And I feel like they, at some point, probably doubted it, too. They're like, how are we going to do this? So that was, like, the day of the next day. It was awesome seeing Giannis, that bullshit, when everyone's like, oh, he's not a relatable superstar. He's not American. Who gives a fuck, dude? The dude went to Popeye, not Popeye's, Chick Fil A the next day and ordered fifty chicken nuggets after winning this the championship. Like, how is that not relatable? And he's just carrying on the trophy in his car like an average person. He's like, hell yeah! Like, hey, you want to touch the trophy? Touch the trophy. So seeing him at Chick Fil A was awesome. The next day, like, just so like Drew Holiday's at home making TikToks with his family in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like, they're just such a relatable team. So that was like the next day, and then today at the parade easily hands down pj tucker just drunk as fuck mm -hmm. <laughs> saying we're dogs like we had dogs that part was absolutely killing me like the parade i thought was kind of like subpar like nothing really special whatever right. would have been cool to be there but just seeing pj tucker drunk like talking about being a dog and being so happy that was our jr smith shirt off moment I was thinking that too. You know, like he he's gonna be the Jr. Especially cause, so because I kind of got three moments. There. Actually, you mentioned all three of them, but I'll go backwards then from parade day. It, it was definitely PJ. I think you said the quote to you. What do you say? We got dogs. I just didn't know how to be dogs. Like that was one yeah. of many. I wish he was mic'd up the whole day to be honest. But that thing would have been soaked <laughs> and ruined like before they pulled out of the parking garage. Um, and then adding Wait, on to that, PJ, do you guys see that he walked back through the crowd by himself? Yeah, but do you know what he did after that? He went to the bar. Went to the he bar went to by Har himself. He went. He went to Harp. Yeah, I got Snapchats of him at Harp. Like, what? Yeah. So I was fucking dying about that. That's how. That. That's when I first said he's gonna be the Jr. of the team. That he's gonna be turning up in all these other bars and Snapchats for about three days straight without sleep. Like, 
Um, so that was one of my three. And the one, the other one was the Chick-fil-A. Like, I think that was, and the 50 piece was just like a chef's kit. Like Giannis has been semi, like he's been, he started so like unintentionally great on social media and has like slowly learned it and become like just good at social media, like between like the blowjob bell and all that. But from the smoothie tweet, when he didn't realize he was being <laughs> funny to like the blowjob bell and all the other stuff. And then the, I think it was just the chef's kiss after a fucking 50 burger, he orders a 50 piece and is doing the specifically like not 51, 50. And like that shit was great. Um, and then, uh, yeah, not to get soft, but that when he sat down on the court the night of and was just sitting there, the first thing he kind of was, I have no idea how he wasn't sworn, but they like gave him a moment to himself on that chair to soak it all in. And he was crying. I was like, holy fuck. Like that was a moment right there. Like that's one of those things I'll always remember for some reason. I'm like not even a true fan as I'll say like, I, it was that was just special i was like almost tearing up myself like no no bullshit like i was just and i have half the love for him as you guys do i was like holy fuck what a moment he like i can't believe what i just witnessed what he did and like he's special so those are my three i think i got all of them. i like that brandon jennings also had his own truck today he had to have had based on my accounts from people at the parade and how many times he stopped and chugged a beer that was tossing he had to have crushed about 23 miller lights today like just getting thrown to him so the prophet just probably blacked out somewhere on the streets of milwaukee right now <laughs> i mean i agree with all of that i just yeah. give me all, give me all the Giannis content and like yeah like keith said the hug with like middleton and stuff like we live this journey too like we watched we watched enough of this shitty team like mm-hmm. six eight years ago like we were there like we're we're paying ten dollar tickets at the BMO to go see Chris and Young Giannis, uh, so to see him on top is just it's the best. It's the and like the quote, like, yeah. Like we, like I didn't we didn't go build a super team. Like we started from like nothing, and came to this. So just all of, all of that kind of stuff just feed it to me. I do like how he's commented on that pretty openly now with the trophy on his lap, just like, like that's, it's great. Good for, good for all them. Good for everybody. So who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. So uh, what about things you'll remember most about this playoff run? Keith, did you want this to run like quick? Was this a round one? And yeah, then I mean, thing from each round. Cause I yeah, kind of wrote it down like Rapid fire through it. So I guess round one, just like we kicked the shit out of the heat, which was super satisfying. Felt like we like exercised a demon, but Game one was hands down the most stressful of the whole thing. I'm just going to remember watching game one and being so stressed. And then the rest of the series, I felt amazing. Yeah. We just kicked the shit out of them. Like, it was amazing. It felt so good just to whoop their ass. Losing Dante Dante, uh, game three obviously hurt, but, I mean, yeah, it felt good. Anything else from that first round? Like, I just wrote that was just a straight-up ass getting over, Getting over the hump. Yeah. Made me feel like last the year before was a bunch of frauds. Right, and listen, listening to Levitard every day it felt nice to just shove it to my podcast too. My asterisks under this one, so I wrote down or wrote down straight up ass beating. Um, but then also my Bam defense defensive player of the year take was like that was the worst time for me to throw that out was before that series. So yeah, that's what I my. I mean, I don't I don't blame Bam. I blame Trevor Trevor Ariza for trying to guard him, like Trevor. You're on your couch for 18 months and you come back and you're trying to guard Giannis. No way. Just, yeah. 
All right, round two. Round two, I thought we had no chance, and then Harden got hurt, and I felt good about it, but then we got smacked in game two, like just absolute beat down, and we were like in our heads saying, like, this team isn't good enough. Like, clearly we're not good enough. And then we came back and won two games. We're like, okay, well, we are at home. And then we that game five was just so defeating. When they came back, we blew that big lead and – I thought that was it, like game five. I don't know, Will, like same thing for you. Like did you feel like we were done after game five? After game five, it it got dark. And then like luckily Philadelphia blew it to Atlanta the next day, so all the kind of heat was off of us. But I'll remember the net series is just like toes, as in like Giannis and KD going toe-to-toe and literally like a shoe-size difference in game seven. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, like that's all I wrote down for that series. It was the last two things you said was Katie's toe and game seven. Like that's my two yeah. what I'll always remember from which happened to be the same game, but like it's just it was such a big and it credit goes to what you explained, Keith, the series leading up to you don't get a game seven without a good series. And like it started ugly, kind of rallied back. That game five was like that gut punch. And we yeah. made it to seven and everything was on the line and then a shoe size away. And then we get to overtime and it just, it's wild, but yeah, all in all yeah. to be short, Katie's toe. I can game seven. I guess, I guess my whole thing is like, we were just good enough. Like they were injured. They were, they were just good enough or we were just good enough to like keep the series going and going and going. And then it got to a game seven. They always say anything can happen in game seven. And that's exactly what happened. Like, Katie's toe was on the line and if he's not worn down from that series if we're not playing defense like that the whole series does he have that extra little burst to step back a little bit further like I, I don't if know he plays two minutes less you know what I'm yeah I know what you're saying yeah it's just a lot of what ifs and I feel like that's for any title and like the what if went our way for the first time in a long time which feels like for the first time, actually, I guess, you know? Yeah. So second round, just Katie's toes and what oh, and, could it do? And an unnamed close friend getting uh, ripped off by scalpers will also be a memory of that round for me. <laughs> Game seven in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. What about round three for you guys? The, uh, the, 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 the shimmy, Eastern Conference Finals. The shimmy, oh. the injury, and uh, – Check out the, the role, the role players, you know, like Drew and Chris earned their keep and Bobby. Yeah. All Brooke. like earn, all earned it. Brooke. Yeah. Like everyone just the stepped up when we needed it after Giannis went down. Yeah. They, they carried Giannis to the finals in this one. Mm-hmm. And know, luckily, like, luckily it was Atlanta and not Brooklyn or Philly. Yeah. Giannis gets hurt in those series. And frankly, it's a wrap. Yeah, I will say that, like, that was easily the darkest moment out of all the series, too. Like, Miami series never had any doubts. The Brooklyn series got dark because we felt like, of course, we're going to lose in the second round. We're going to lose to this Brooklyn Nets team, this fucking super team. Well, we're just going to fire Bud. Not a big deal. But <clears throat> when we lost – when we were lost game four to the Hawks, and Giannis went down. It was like dark. Like we like, this year's over. Next year's over. 
yeah like this it, year it this year is our chance and like it's yeah. gone it's gone so fast I've, i felt fine i was just like i didn't look at it i was just standing there like this with my hands on my head i'm like oh my god jenna what happened i was asking like do i need to watch that replay and she's like oh my god you don't want to look she goes that was bad and so I didn't really rewatch the replay and I looked over at one and I saw his knee like literally inverted. And I was like, Oh my God. But then he came back out and I was like, Oh, he's fine. He just hyperextended it like whatever. And then he went back into the locker room after we're getting our asses kicked and it just kind of hit me. And I instantly went to clay Thompson, how he came out, shot the free throws and left. Mm-hmm. And I started reading stuff on Twitter and I like just broke out into tears and I was like, dude, this sucks. I'm like, of course, like this is our chance and th- this happens. And I was just so for about 24 hours, I was miserable and yeah, it was bad. And then he was just like, yeah, if they win this, he could come back for the finals. And you're like, okay, well, let's just get through this, figure it out. And then we'll worry about Giannis later. And if he comes back, like, fuck it we'll see what happens and so from there it was just a gradual progression back up and back they, up back and, up and then they win that first one without them and you're like oh shit okay and then they win that second one you're like, oh my god and like yeah things just kept rolling to where we are now and you start thinking like oh my god can we actually beat the songs without Giannis yeah you know or can we steal a couple of games and all of a sudden it's like later on he's back and then all of a sudden you're talking to Jake Reitz and Jake Reitz is like he's coming back for game one <laughs> and you're feeling yourself. Oh my God. Just emotional roller coaster. I'm going to go first for the finals here because what I wrote down was short, sweet, and concise. I wrote down 40, 40, block, oop, 50. Like just that yep. sequence is how I'll always remember that series. It was like he, it's just specifically like block oop that should be like in all caps and then 50 in all caps but like to start that off with back to back 40 holy fuck i mean yeah, what you gotta start off with he's fine 40 40 block mm-hmm. oop, 50 Just, yeah block, he's fine block, 40, oop, 50 was unbelievable like highlights that are gonna live forever and then like a closeout game that is among all-time greats yeah, I was at the mall two days ago. Southridge, I had to, oh, when I grabbed that jersey, and at the like sports stores that sell canvas prints and stuff, they already had a bunch of them with the block and the oop. Like they look slick, and I was like, oh my god, that was quick. But that picture is already pumping out the money. Yeah, unbelievable. What about you guys for round four? Or is that really it too? Like, that's it. That's yeah. it. He's fine. That's it. It's again, he's fine. 40, 40, the block, oop, and then the 50 burger. That's it. That's it right there. There's your six phrases. Unbelievable. The, yeah. the 50 piece chicken minis with the uh, <laughs> large lemonade, no wise half sprite. Do you think he did the 50 piece nuggets on purpose? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes. That's why he was saying the not 51. The chef's kiss. Not, not 49. Yeah, he, that's what I was talking about his social media awareness. Oh he knew exactly what the I fuck didn't think he was that doing. just now. I don't think that's it, just dude. Not. That's why. I, that's when I was like, "This dude is insane." Like, yeah, it's ridiculous. And he was just at like this Chick Fil A off a of Capitol. Like, my buddy was working two blocks. He sprinted from work when he saw he was on Instagram Live. He's in like the Sports Center clip of it side by side. Like, my buddy Semi's there. Like, he's it was geek. He got to touch the trophy. Like, it was 
that moment is hilarious. I was just the next morning, hadn't slept, and he goes on IG Live to order a 50-piece after he just gave us a 50-piece. Trying to get free Chick-fil-A for life and shit. What a, just incredible. So who's gonna win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. All right. Um, how do you do the, or how do you want to do this uh, Bucks t- timeline here? So I'll let you explain I this guess, one too, Keith. I guess I'll go first. Like I was just, so this kind of came to me when I was sitting, waiting for our Uber on uh, Tuesday night. And I was sitting on the corner of the, where me and my parents or me and my dad used to like park up in the parking ramp, mm-hmm. you know, that little tunnel that, and it went into that parking ramp. Then you'd walk down through the park and it would be right there, right by like the police station or wherever that is mm-hmm. in the BMO. And I looked around, I'm like, why does this park look familiar? And I was literally sitting on the corner that we used to cross to go to the Bradley center, like as kids mm-hmm. to go to these Bucks games. And as you get older, like obviously you didn't park there, whatever, like started moving to different places. Now the BMO's gone. Now you're at the Pfizer. Like it was just so weird. So I started thinking back through like all of the years and everything we've been through. And I kind of have it pulled up here. So like growing up as a kid, I don't know about you guys, but I would always watch the Bulls. That was it. Like I remember the Bulls like intro. As a young like kid. Yeah. Like 98, obviously the last shot, Jordan hits that step back jumper. I remember jumping off my parents' bed and being so excited that Jordan hit that shot. And that was kind of like it. Like Jordan retired and I started watching the Bucks. Like I'd watched the Bucks before that. I remember Ben Baker playing and stuff, but like Jordan was it. Like he was the guy. Mm-hmm. And so late 90s, early 2000s, when I got into the Bucks, because I remember going to my first Bucks game when I was like maybe 10 years old. So like, 2000 2001 that's when they're in the eastern conference finals and shit so there was like that time period with like glenn robinson ray allen sam cassell just watching those and that's like really when i got hooked on the bucks is when we started going their games after jordan retired and like since then i've always been a box fan and then we had like that period afterwards i don't know if scrums if you remember this from like 2002 to like 2008 what do you remember from that period darkness we traded Darkness. Ray Allen. We had Desmond Mason. I'm glad you referred to that time as that because that ties into my story and my timeline. It makes me look a little not better, but it it backs up what yeah. I'm about like. To it say. was just it was like the Desmond Mason, like Michael Red days. You know, like mm-hmm. we didn't have guys to really root for. Like Michael Red was cool, but he was a borderline all star. Like made an Olympic team, but like we just exi- that was we just existed as a basketball year. team. Yeah, and like every there was no year, we're good or bad, it just. I'm going to add yeah. in a little bit of mine here because this actually ties it timeline wise. It's going to, we're going to weave this and braid this a little together, but yeah, I would say the same as minus the Bulls part, just being a year behind you as a little young for the MJ stuff, like growing up, I really loved him and stuff because of space jam, but I don't ever like have memories of watching specific games, but all my memories growing up are bucks fans. Like all the names you mentioned, I had jerseys of, uh, like in Glenn Robinson and Desmond Mason. I thought he was gonna be like the next Vince Carter, like, um, all those guys, Michael Red, like, had all those. And then I really Ford. started to get TJ Ford. I had a jersey. Um, and then I really started to lose interest in those years that you just mentioned. That's why I wanted that. Like, I was a Bucks fan my whole life and still was through those years you mentioned leading up to a specific year you mentioned, which was 2000, well, 2007, 2008. But, um, yeah, yeah. that's. 
that's when they drafted Yi Jian Leon. And I was, was just, the coach in 2007 and 2008. I'll give you guys 20 bucks right now, Venmo, if you can tell me who the coach was. In 2007, 2008? Yep. Couldn't tell you. I, I don't even have a guess, Keith. No, it would be the post-Carl. Uh, that's why my brain went to Carl, right. but I... Terry Carl retired in 03 or moved on in 03. So then went Terry Porter. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, he was Terry because Porter. he went to Stevens Point. My dad would always say. It went Porter, Stotts, and then Larry Kristowiak. Oh, oh my God. I remember that name. Dark, dark, face dark, dark, to save dark, my life, dark. though. I, I don't even remember this. This is like the dark point. Like, I don't That's what I'm saying, dude. It was like a dark point. And so, and I, they finally, they had traded away everyone. We, like, they traded away Ray Allen, got rid of all these guys I grew up loving. Like, and um, then the other back hit part of that reason, too, was they would always draft like shit, too. Like, the dark days stayed so dark because they weren't drafting any. Yeah new people that were a good but be like fun either like they, they rebranded to do the red jerseys and those suck yeah and i it just was like a weird t- like they just were continuously they're getting worse oh. every year not drafting anyone cooler or better for me and when they drafted ye i remember being so upset because i loved Corey brewer uh at florida like that whole florida team that was right when my dad started going to the final fours quite a bit and um so i had a real big thing for college basketball and i thought that was young and dumb clearly but i thought cory brewer is gonna be this next big thing but so that night specifically i told myself i'm done watching the bucks i'm only gonna watch college basketball like they piss me off so much i don't have another team and they're really the only nba team i watch so like i and i'm sick of it so i'm going to just only watch college and that's when i fell in love with Derek rose so this is like the dark ages and like you just time is lost right like i remember the terry stotts and terry porter or Terry Porter, right? That was his name. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't remember that phase after. So 07, 06, 07, 08, 09, that period there, like when we were in early high school, I don't really remember any of that. Well, at, at one point we had the number one, uh, was it the number one pick? We got Bogut. Yeah. But Bogut was pretty young still, you know? Yeah. And it wasn't until I think it was, the 2009 2010 season where we had the hawks yeah. kind of on the ropes like we were going to beat them and then yeah. bogus arm exploded yeah and that was kind of a wrap for him as the as a buck and then our future yeah. for a while so yeah so Owen, i'm gonna go through this i have it pulled up right now because i had to like go back and think about this because i remember this i remember buying tickets to game six against the hawks i think and we lost i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. and then we ended up losing game seven because we were up three two i want to say mm-hmm or something like that, or maybe it was game five, it was 2-2, I don't know. But I remember going to that, and that was our senior year. I went with Jared and Mikey, I'm pretty sure. And, like, that was the first time that I felt, like, good about the box again for a while because it was that ye, the Joe Alexander phase, and that they had those stupid red and uh, green jerseys that nobody liked. It was just, like, not a good phase. Yeah. And then when we get to college – 2011, 10, or 2011, 12, 13, 14. We just kept getting worse and worse. 35 wins, 31 wins, 38 wins. Brandon Jennings, we had Monte Ellis on the team for a while. Yep. Like just yeah. so that was that was right when, and that's the last I'll really add, except for the end. But like that's when I became a Bulls fan. Like, so I stopped watching it 2000 after 2007, after that draft, only watched college that year and Derek Rose was, was like the best. 
What? When was Rose drafted? 2010? No, 08, that next year. Oh. So I really only watched college. It helped that my dad had gone to all those Final Fours suddenly, and I, like, would watch all these teams. I watched more college then than ever, and he was, like, my favorite player by far. Probably was still one of my favorite college basketball players ever, so it wasn't like I was going to not watch him when he got to the NBA, and it wasn't really until he won Rookie of the Year when, like, my young, dumb 14-ish-year-old self, like, said – best way to spite the bucks even more is to be a bulls fan and derrick rose is like i'm gonna be a bulls fan with derrick rose and so then even through those years when you said the bucks kept getting worse the bulls obviously got better but it was all unfortunate history after that basically around the time those injuries for rose happened and now the uh the tables have kind of turned i like i do i don't hate the bucks i don't think i ever really really did or really good i'm really happy i love milwaukee um i love watching it's like what they've done for the city specifically and helping it kind of blossom as a city is really really incredible and then like just how attached well I was as a child like a part they have in my life but all my friends and closest family love them like it's hard for me to not be happy and still like them I kind of pull for them still uh but they're just not my team and the number one reason for that is just because I can't jump in wing it twice um it's bad enough to do it once and I'm gonna swallow my pride and not do it a second time I know you guys have heard me kind of explain that before, but I felt like I needed to be uh, out on the airwaves at least. So I can just, if someone asks me again, I can send it instead of re-explaining it. But um, it really comes down to that. I can't jump it twice. Uh, I'll deal with the consequences and kind of smile from afar as you guys enjoy this really well-deserved. Every Like all this is so deserved is the crazy part. But uh, And I'll kind of enjoy the experience on the outside looking in. I'll consume all the content, watch Milwaukee, be a blast and uh, i look forward to losing you in the first round the next couple of years so can't wait <laughs> yeah oh i i gotta finish this timeline too no yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so that i just want to get my bulls out of the way so because i'm not tied to, to Benny, i love your really... i love your bulls transition it's such a like it's kind of like fuck you like for jumping shit but at the same and time I was... like i don't play, i don't I, I gotta say like i don't blame you one bit like and it, and the other part I forget to always add it. So I was a young and dumb, but B that I'm a Blackhawks fan. And that was right when they started kind of getting good too. They just got Patrick Kane and stuff. And okay. so I was already kind of like, well, I like this one Chicago team, which was, I had a little more reason because there's no hockey in Wisconsin. I could kind of bet. I'm like young and dumb spite. I already like it. I'm like, I can bite the bullet. I work with people from Illinois and Chicago all the time. I hate them, but I'll, I'll be a Bulls fan. And, so it is what it is. I'm I'm gonna suffer, you yeah. guys. I mean, we really just wanted competitive, like a competitive team and a competent team. And I don't think we had any of that till probably yeah. 2017. And, and the other 18. thing I kind of had thought too is I do like watching the Bulls kind of rebuild here. This is fun. I think I was just young and dumb and impatient, and I would have really, really loved being a Bucks fan through all. Of the, I shouldn't say I loved through all of it, but like this payoff would be huge because now this is what I'm sitting waiting for. I'm in, I'm in that rebuilding kind of phase, and like it sucks now, but it's interesting. It makes me excited when you have a potential to grab this player, or that player, reshape the team around a certain player, and like. I'm I'm kind of where you guys were when you first got Giannis or a couple of years into Giannis. And, and it is fun. If I just wasn't young and dumb and impatient, I think I would be enjoying this, this championship a little bit more with you guys. Yeah. But fin- it's sorry, Keith, it keeps going back to the bulls. You get me, it's the ADD. You have to start talking about <laughs> one thing, but no, I, I just got a rapid fire through this part. So like, I, I just look back at the logos while we we're looking at this. And I think the real dark ages started when they went to that red and green logo. Yes. Like, that was an end of an era. 
So that was when we were freshmen in high school that they did that. Our last year was as eighth graders, I think, Bill. 05, 06, is, and then 07, 08, 09, 010, or 10. They, 10 is when we were seniors, and that's when they had the Bogut team, like they almost beat the Hawks. That's when we kind of like revamped, you know, like feeling good about the Bucks. But that high school period, we didn't really think about that. And then 08, or no, 11 and 12, 35 wins, 31 wins, 13, 38 wins. And so those three years were our first three years in college. And that time it was like the Brewers. Like that's what we cared about because the Brewers. Well, the Brewers are awesome. And the Packers won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And so like the Bucs were just like a backstory. Like we still liked them. Like we were still watching like Scott Skiles. Like that's when they had Bogut still, I think, and Ilyasova. But like they were never good. They were always like that Herb Cole trying to keep the playoffs, like keep our heads above water. Our team colors suck. Our logo sucks. Like all that. And then 14, 13, 14, what happens, Grounds? What was that year? Our favorite year on record. Our favorite year, 15 and 67. We won more games this year in the playoffs than we did that entire season. It's crazy to think about. We, we watched a lot of, we consumed a lot of games at the time, but like, also, we were kind of rooting for LeBron and just like the league because we yeah. just were like, well, whatever. If the Bucks show us something, that's good, but we want them to lose. Yeah. We're just I remember actively that rooting against my team. Years. That's when we just loved basketball and we just loved the Heat and we loved the Bucks because we're like, oh, we want to beat these guys, but like we're not good at we're all. Never gonna. Yeah. So we just loved basketball at that point. And I think that's when we lo- fell in love with the NBA was just when those LeBron Heat years and it was just so cool watching them. And then, okay, so 14-15, the next year we're 41-41. and 41. So we went from 15-67, and 67, and then we get Jason Kidd as our coach. And we feel, This is the Jason Kidd era where we're like, oh, we're feeling good. Like, we got these good young players. We signed Greg Monroe, I think, the next year. Like, that next period, like, we felt good. Like, we're like, oh, we're going to be pretty good. And then they signed Greg Monroe and are actively telling their draft pick to aspire to be Nick Batum. That yeah. Giannis and with just, Jason Kidd. Sorry, Larry, Larry, Larry Sanders. He's like, they're thinking, okay, so we got our Greg Monroe. What would compliment him well? Nick Batum. Tell Giannis he could be just like Nick Batum. <laughs> they, the first year we got Greg Monroe, we only won 33 games. And we're 33-49. But like that was my first year in Madison, and I was like just full-on Badgers. That's when the Badgers were really good. Mm-hmm. Right? We've always had something else, which mm-hmm. is nice. Yeah. They haven't all sucked that one. 16, 17 is where Giannis really took off. That becomes like that most improved player. Like Jabari's healthy finally. Like we were feeling good about the Bucs. Like we have these good young stars. Chris Middleton's decent. And that like year, I think 16, 17 is really where it was like, okay, these guys could actually be good. And everyone kind of locked in on the Bucs and was feeling great about it. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah. and then we got was- Buno Dreira. It's been, but I love how that's tied into the new stadium and all that shit too. Like it's just all happened at the great time. Like I guess I think even in our lifespan too, the right age as we've been old enough to really enjoy Milwaukee and stuff in that area grow. Like this came at an awesome time, I think. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's wild to think about all the different years when you look back at it. Like Bill, just go back and through, like back through our. Yeah, it's like just type in Milwaukee Bucks records by years 
and just look at all the shit that we've watched and like gone through, especially. And it's just crazy. And Ben, like, good for you too. Like, well, go back and through and like I will say Derek Rose. also. I will also add that while I was a Bulls fan, I could only watch X amount of games of those. Like for a lot, through college when I was broke and shit, I didn't pay for leap. I'm paying for, I'm a dumbass. I'm paying for their team pass now when they still suck. And I should have been doing it when they were good in college. But like the thing about it all is I've still followed the bucks. Like that's the thing about Wisconsin sports is like FSN. Like it was, I've always have Brewers games on bucks games on like I still, and then obviously talking to all my close family and friends, I still have kind of been able to watch again from afar all these all these things like i remember the joe alexander years i remember the fucking kid years the like all the things you reference like as i made a drinking game for my friends in college for larry sanders like he was one of my favorite players ever like i i i think it's still a little sweet to me too because i i i understand and respect everything because i've watched it too i haven't watched as much as you guys but i've watched a ton of bucks game in college sitting in the dorms with selly through some of those shit years, like, cause that's what we had on cable, not the bulls or anyone else. And it's just fucking crazy to see. It's awesome. Yeah. Come a long way. That's for sure. It's a hell of a timeline for all of us. No, no kids or anything along the way. Pat's on the back. (laughs) All right. All right. So who's going to win it? Uh, off-season outlook for the Bucks, definitely not the Bulls. Like we don't need to get in the Bulls. They keep Zach and Vooch build around them. Hopefully, we'll get a real point guard like Lonzo. That's it. One bullet point. Um, I love Kobe. That's not he's not a true point guard, but I want. Yeah. He needs to be a like six man type. Anyways, before yeah. I get circling again, would you, would you be okay with them dealing Vooch? No. Not I want one more year with him. Like I want a full year of him and Zach healthy because I they really do complement each other well. Yeah, yeah, like we hardly got use out of him with Zach, which is why I think we got him. And I mean, maybe halfway through next year if it's not working, but not like this off season per se. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I I they I think they played a t- less than ten games together total. So. Um. Yeah. What about the Bucks? Anything? I know we kind of were getting a little bit into it earlier, but they got that core locked up for at least three, yeah. maybe four. Outside of that, like, any thoughts? I don't think they can run it back. They have to improve. They have to get a point guard that's better than Jeff Teague to play, mm-hmm. or DJ Augustine. Like they need something. Um, be nice to bring back Dante and have him healthy. But I wouldn't be surprised if we traded him for a little bit more of a veteran piece, mm-hmm. or if we drafted. I was thinking that today, oddly enough, is if he's a trade piece now that they've. I shouldn't say one without him because he was there all season and put them in a position, but you know they. You know what I'm saying? Like they showed, they were able to replace him somewhat. Yeah. Or maybe they deal him for and get someone slightly better than him. I guess. I guess my only issue is like they can't just re-sign Bobby and PJ for a shit ton of money. Like that's yeah. not, and then waste all of our money and we sign just a couple of random people like mm-hmm. random scrubs. But like that, that's not going to work. Like I think Wara is going to end up getting minutes next year, but we can't. We can't just run this team back and expect to win. We need something else. I'd like to see a ball handler. Yeah. That'd be that'd be the one thing I'd prefer. Otherwise, there's a core. I mean, hell, we won. I, I'm satisfied. Like Giannis yeah. said, if we never win another one, like you can't take this one from us. So yeah, and, and it's hard. It's hard. It's really hard to win 
back to back, let alone like win again, like in the Giannis timeline. So yeah. shit, we're sitting that, pretty. That $250 worth of Bucks championship merchandise in my cart right now is uh, all I need. So feeling good about it. To be even competitive for the next couple of years will be worth it. Think how much fun we still had with the Packers. There was some heartbreak, but the Packers won their Super Bowl and have been relevant ever since, and it's been Just keep enjoyable. it competitive and competent. <laughs> um, so who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. What about uh, around the NBA? Uh, anything? Like, right now it's kind of quiet because it, obviously it just ended. I know Dame Lillard's big on the trade block, kind of. Uh, Where's, or Dame even, Where's Dame going? Chicago. Let's um, go Knicks. No. You think, think the Knicks? No way. I think he's going to Philly. He's going to get traded for Ben Simmons. I could, I could see that. Um, I guess I haven't really put much thought into it because I can't picture him anywhere else. Is really, I was trying to think why, yeah. but literally that's what it comes down to because I only know him in Portland. But like, I wonder who. You know, yeah, it's a good. What were his teams? He said he was interested <coughs> in. Do you remember? I think it was four. No idea. Chicago wasn't on the list, so I just. I don't think he it. has a no trade clause, I mean, so I guess it I mean, doesn't matter. I think it's Philly and the Knicks. He'd be sick in New Orleans. Can you imagine him with Zion? Oh, that'd be fucking dope. I don't know how they'd complement each other, but like two of the most exciting players in the league. Like, I would buy tickets to a Pelicans game. Hell yeah. You know? Well, so there's really this free agent class isn't good. It's next year where it gets juicy, right? Like the yeah. KD type shit we get into, like, or type of contracts. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I obviously. What about Team USA? I know. So I wait, when does, when does free agency start? Like, what's the timeline here? Like, the draft is in the, what a week. No, draft no, I, no idea. Draft yeah, is next I have Thursday. No like, I usually, saw usually it's Fourth of July, but I have no I idea. Was something about how uh, the Lakers were in talks with, uh, like Russell Westbrook about a sign and trade or some shit or like. Somebody about a sign and trade. And I was like, dude, that's bullshit. Like, how are you talking to them about a sign and trade when free agency hasn't even started yet? Like the Bogdan shit from last year. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, I'm like, oh, did, like, is free agency open? Like, is the season over? Like, August 6th. August 6th. Is free agency? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Lonzo Ball, draft? Kyle Lowry, John Collins, Spencer Dinwiddie, among the most compelling names. And the draft is next Thursday. So. 29th. All right. Well, we, we got a week this then like a week later. Back. Yeah. So it's like a week from today, the draft, a week from tomorrow, free agency. Or excuse me, a, a week from that, not a week from tomorrow. A week from today, NBA, the draft, a week from that, free agency. NBA offseason is the, probably the best part of the season when your team doesn't win. You're just like, what's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for, I'm for excited me, to see if the wait, whatever. Give me Lonzo. It doesn't matter at this point anymore, does it, Scruns? No, nothing matters. Like, we got the title. I, no, nothing matters. I'm, I am hey. i don't blame you. Uh, all I care I about is seeing that. that fucking banner raised and walking around and just talking shit, you know? You got, you got a whole year to be able to bask in this, which is amazing. Yeah, at least four months. Even longer. You know what I mean? Like, it... You got some time. They bought some time here. Yeah. Team USA, I just wanted to mention uh, Zach Levine is supposedly cleared for Friday. He was in the protocols. He is cleared um, probably shortly around the, he'll be cleared around the same time that Drew and Chris Middleton arrive after fucking clowning on Booker for the whole 19 hour flight. (laughs) Um, 
I think still going to cry the whole flight when TSA pats him down and he flops and he falls. The, yeah, Booker's going to fucking fall over. Um, I think he might struggle. Some of those other players took a while to adjust to how they call in yeah. FIBA. Like Booker might get there and throw up some clunkers, but I'm also happy Kevin Love is no longer on the team. That was one of the other bullet um, points. And the last thing is that I still think they wipe the table. They knock some rest off. They'll adjust. There's no roster better than theirs. Is what I, I hope it's close. I hope we get some exciting games. And I hope Chris I kind of do too. I do love watching. There's something about I used to love watching the Olympics and just hoping they would win by 40, then 50, then 60. Like I would keep hoping the deficit would grow and grow. Like because those games were fun. It was like watching yeah. the fucking Globetrotters, but less corny. Like they were literally just yeah. dunking all over teams. But now, now I hope that they're close and exciting. But we still win. I do. I do kind of hope for that too. Um, one second here. I just got to get the last thing up. Any anything else on Team USA here? No, I I, I do got to apologize to Kevin Durant one last time. He he sent a nice tweet about the Bucks. So, Kevin, I'm sorry. You're still a snake, but I'm sorry. You're really good at basketball, and you're kind of nice sometimes. But you're no longer my <laughs> least favorite player. Devin Booker and James Harden officially taking that title. You just got to get on Twitter, get a burner on Twitter and become as good as him and you'll fully respect him. <laughs> He's really my idol. I think that's why I'm mad. So who's going to win it? The Bucks, the Bucks. All right. So the very, very, very last thing, like I said, no more than two, three at most minutes. I have a spinner wheel. Uh, the spinner wheel is un- so unfortunately Greece is not in the Olympics, uh, the Olympic pool for basketball, I should say. They might be in for other things. Um so we're going to play what if Giannis went to X Olympic team um, and we'll just plug them in on whatever roster this is and have a quick debate if they would have a chance at beating, well, most likely Team USA or whatever other, like if they could medal, how about? So I have, I'm going to share the screen here so you can tell I'm not cheating. I don't know how I would cheat on this. It's entirely imaginary, but um share i think the internet's overloaded my dad's watching some bigfoot documentaries upstairs <laughs> all right so we got all of them on there that's japan uh france australia argentina this is slovenia uh iran italy nigeria the czech republic uh germany spain and usa so we're, uh, i hit that bitch let's see it Okay, spin you back. Okay, here we go. Now she's spinning. So we're going to plug in Giannis on, oh my God, for Iran. So I don't know if we're going to know anyone on this team. I was hoping we would at least get someone with like a person. No, they get absolutely smoked. I don't know a single Iranian player. We might. I'm going to, we'll pretend we didn't get that one just in case. Unless they're all banging threes. I mean, Giannis is just running the post and four shooters around Giannis. Or how about, okay, so actually, first I'll look up the Iran roster to, just so we are Iran basketball roster. Sorry, this is going to be more than three minutes. But uh, I do want to, because I think there's a way, couldn't, I was listening to someone talk, could he have gotten his Nigerian citizenship somehow? Or Because they were talking about what if he chose to play for them instead and that roster would be kind of loaded. Um, so I know none of these names. I'm also going to not attempt to say them because it would just be disrespectful how bad I would slaughter them and I'm just not trying to do that. They, they wouldn't win a game. So if we look at Nigeria, let's say, 
if Giannis went to Algeria, uh, let's yeah, see. War, I want to make sure I got the right one for the Olympics. Olympics. I mean, they beat With USA. Eight NBA stars. Yeah, they did. We were sure. Uh, yeah, they, 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 could, they could beat USA with Giannis. They got Precious. He was the one who tweeted some shit at KD. Uh, Jordan Nawara, Jalil Okafer, FK Udo, Jackson <laughs> Kogi. Like 35 years old. He used to be on the Bucks. Former yeah. Buck, right? Look at Jordan Nawara. Nawara actually skipped the parade today to go play. Did he? Yeah, he was not there. All yeah, right. Respin the wheel. Respin the wheel one last time. Respin it? All right, we'll yeah. see here. Give us something better than Iran. Give us USA. There we go. I want a hot USA. They, they maybe bronze. Germany. So he's got Dennis Schroeder, I bet. Oh, him, Schroeder, and Dirk. Dirk still playing? <laughs> Dirk, oh, he's on the cover of 2K. Maybe he'll come back for the Olympics. <laughs> Uh, Germany basketball Olympic roster. Dennis Schroeder, Daniel Tice. Oh, he's a monster Bulls player. Uh, oh. Ball zips zipser. I was so happy when the Bulls traded him. Um, I don't know any of these other guys. I'd say yeah. no. I I think they might get a bronze, but that's about it. That's if Giannis goes Giannis mode. I'm just trying to say, I was just looking for, I was wondering if he'd land on a team where like they had like an almost Chris Middleton level, level player, like, you know, one of those foreign teams that has a good player. Cause then I, that would have yeah. been a fun debate. See, I think they, I think they could have, this Germany team could get like a bronze if they had to have this. Is Luca playing for Slovenia? What if? Yeah. Give us one more. Give us one more spin. I already closed out of it. We're good. We're good. Oh. I, I think, uh, I just honestly think he could. I, I, truthfully, whatever team it would be, I think he, they would medal if Giannis was playing. Maybe I guess that's without me factoring. I, and he, I was actually played, excited. Really emptied that, his tank on the playoffs, but I was really excited that he was not playing in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. No need to. No, well, he's going to work on that jumper, baby. That turnaround, like he's been doing. He's got a parent in each. Yeah, I was going to say he's going to be a father and work on his Chick Fil A deal. Bulk yep. up, bulk season. All right, fellas. Well, we went almost exactly 90 minutes. Well done. We got nine topics, 90 minutes. Go Bucks. Bucks are world champs. Also, a while ago, I didn't want to interrupt you because I kept noticing it. This world champ, this virtual background that has them as the champions has a scoreboard from a Wizards game. So that, that's Photoshop. That's not from the last game like I thought it was. <laughs> it's not from a Wizards? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. It has Booker, Booker Paul. Oh, never mind. I, it was I was looking at the tiny window. Psych, gotcha. April Fools. Uh, but, all right. Well, good shit. Any last words? You want to tell any uh, haters to Bucks do anything? Bucks and six. Yeah, fuck all of you. That's all I got to say. Bucks and six, baby. All right. Tough. So who's gonna win it? The
Tractor! 